This is the 29th of February 2020 and as a result of my continued interest in politics and with a particular nod to a podcast that I'm now listening to by Michael Moore, the famous uh, director uh, of movies, controversial movies in the, in the US, I thought, well, maybe I should star one. So th- my, my podcast, Politics is About You, Be Positive, and I'm going to take on, a, a hopefully, a, a wide uh, casting net of uh, daily political worldwide events. So to open myself up, um, I was, I, I'm going to look at three things, I think, in this first one. Um, firstly, climate change. Well, I've done some podcasts in the, in the past, but what's becoming more and more noticeable now is that uh, climate effects are becoming more and more a closer uh, disaster in the so-called developed countries. Previously, it was about developing countries, and there was a sort of flippancy on the part of the rich uh, countries in tokenistically uh, acknowledging their difficulties but really doing absolutely nothing uh, to change uh, the equation which is leading to the planet's demise. Now things are getting a bit more closer to home as witnessed by uh, storms and and flooding and uh, intense extreme weather and alongside this, of course, is the impact that what we now are describing as climate migration. Uh, we're now seeing, and as this was witnessed in France recently, and it's probably evident in, uh, as a reason why there's a mass exodus of, of, of migrants, is that the impact of their climate on their homes and their local ha- habitats is so uh, drastic that they're in fact having, uh, having to be forced away from their, uh, the environments that they've lived in. And so I think this impact is becoming more and more uh, uh, akin to uh, within the borders of a country, migration within the country, rather than it being just solely looked at as all those uh, horrible guys from outside who are infesting our lovely uh, uh, state, uh, uh, our uh, lovely home environment. Uh, that has just provoked nationalism uh, by a few uh, who uh, are trying to take advantage of um, the problems of migration. Now it's on your doorstep, so to speak. And so people are having to uh, start to come to terms with the fact that the person who's now moved across the street did live at the other end of the country, but can't do now because their uh, home environment has been uh, swamped by water. Um, So I think this is going to perhaps may well accelerate uh, the population's belief that we are at a tipping point and that something drastic needs to be done very, very quickly. 
I personally have a very strong opinion about migration and it's very much a case of there should be no uh, borders uh, to where you should live We're, but I, I will go on at length about that on another day second issue in this uh, opening podcast on politics uh, is the coronavirus now uh, I, to be honest uh, we've had uh, problems in the past with the SARS epidemic flu of course bird flu and uh, Ebola which has, hasn't really touched me but this coronavirus is certainly becoming uh, uh, more of a a, a problematic uh, uh, disease that seems to uh, ha- have no respect for where you are in the world but I do feel there does have to be a sense of perspective here. The first thing that needs to be established is that uh, the scientists and the medical community as yet have not been able to uh, say categorically how this virus came about. Although there are a couple of theories that uh, have some legitimacy. First of all, the idea that it began with bats. An English professor of virology working at a, a, a university in the UK has come forward with this. And there does seem to be uh, some evidence that uh, viruses that bats uh, have uh, developed and have an immunity to uh, a striking re- resemblance in terms of molecular makeup as to the coronavirus. There's also another thought that's been put forward by Chinese scientists that Pagolini's uh, have also got a, a similar uh, virus in their body systems, 99% similar to uh, the coronavirus and so there may be some truth in that but uh, the conspiracy theories that are in abundance uh, the population needs to uh, steer away from these and of course uh, one theory is that it was created in a lab in China and it brings back memories when we had the AIDS epidemic of all these crazy ideas which were all all promoted to try and promote uh, racism and ethnicity issues and had absolutely no basis in truth whatsoever and it, it was there to provoke uh, the notion of the for, for AIDS for example in the fact that it was a gay plague which was absolute rubbish um, it was a, a, a transmission of a virus uh, through uh, bodily contact and uh, that now has become uh, ratified and I think the same exists here so when we listen to uh, theories of created in a lab or uh, listening to Trump who basically says that it's going to disappear like a miracle in a few days these have all got to be debunked and at the basis uh, for information and education should be following announcements by the World Health uh, uh, Organization. They seem to know uh, what they're talking about 
and uh, any of these other flagrant uh, theories that the Democrats want uh, thousands of Americans to die because of the virus and that they may have something to do with how it came uh, to the shores of the United States is absolute bunkum and should be put in the uh, put in the uh, garbage can as quickly as possible. My third point today is uh, I'm going to spend a few moments looking at the uh, Democratic nomination fight that's taking place in the United States. Now, uh, following last week's uh, uh, primaries, uh, Bernie Sanders managed to become again the winner uh, in Iowa and a, a couple of other states, New Hampshire, and he seems to be uh, at the top and heading for the nomination. Uh, but of course, uh, uh, because of this, we're now being subjected to all this garbage being thrown out, uh, predictably by the uh, Republican Party, but unfortunately uh, also by fellow contenders who are trying to rubbish Sanders' uh, uh, policies and I find it extremely disturbing uh, listening to the likes of Mayor Buttigieg uh, and others who are now trying to rubbish uh, Sanders and going jumping on the bandwagon the Republican bandwagon of this notion of him being a democratic socialist there seems to be this uh, preconceived idea that socialism is the opposite of freedom. Uh, how free people are in the United States, I question anyway. But um, socialism has nothing, uh, it has nothing to do with that issue. Socialism uh, is not communism. Socialism is a system, de de uh, a, a, a system device to try and... Uh, promote equality of opportunity and equality in terms of uh, financial uh, independence. It's designed to tax the rich and give more to the poor. Simple, straightforward. It's got nothing to do with Lenin, it's got nothing to do with Bolshevism, and it's got nothing to do with Fidel Castro although the right would tell an alternative story. If you listen quite clearly to Bernie Sanders' policies, his policies are all designed to redistribute wealth so that the poorest members of society get a little bit more and the rich who have constantly gone about their business to uh, steal and manipulate market forces so that they get a huge chunk of the pie, they will have to pay more through taxation, through a death tax, through a wealth tax, and through a higher rate of uh, earned income tax, and through corporation tax. It's pure and simple. And Sanders has advocated that a number of programs should be free. For example, he wants the student loan to be kicked out. He wants universal health care. 
and he wants uh, equality of opportunity in the education system, which is all going to cost. But it's quite easy to work out how the maths can be done. From my point of view, and Bernie hasn't said this, but I would say, if you slash the defence budgets by 50%, you're going to pay for all these uh, uh, welfare uh, improvements. But, of course, if in America they mention a defence cut, then people panic because they're so obsessed with their military complex and their guns that the thought of being unprotected, tell me who the enemy is, uh, is beyond them. But anyway, that's my take, uh, and I feel that uh, the message should be rammed down the throat that a vote for Sanders is not a vote to deprive people of uh, the basic human rights that exist in democratic systems. To the contrary, it will empower more and more people who ha spend less time worrying about whether they're going to have food to eat tomorrow. It will empower more people to get involved in the democratic process and less time having to worry about whether they can buy uh, a drug for a, a health condition or whether they've got to sacrifice uh, uh, a, a good meal to buy that drug. So anyway, this is my first of my podcasts. Um, of course, I'm hoping to uh, provoke some comment, whether it comes for or against. Uh, I've been doing this on YouTube uh, for some time, particularly on Fox News, and it's amazing how quickly I rile up the right-wing redneck uh, uh, within uh, the United States, and also uh, a large number of uh, Fox viewers who are intent on stirring up nationalistic hatred. Um, but so be it. I am here to state what I feel. I want the people who are undecided or easily brainwashed or easily influenced to possibly sit down and consider what I've got to say. And perhaps it will shift their own views and their own opinions away from this reactionary uh, divisive right-wing rhetoric that seems to be uh, being put all over the media, particularly social media, which is driving uh, us to a dangerous tipping point where uh, the threat of the planet is under siege. So, that's my lot. I'm going to try and do this uh, twice a week, so I'll have another pitch uh, on Wednesday and then follow it up with another one next week so just to remind yourself this podcast is called Politics is About You and Be Positive and it's going to look at a daily world view so I may be talking about your country next